Sitters, what's good? Wait, no, 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 no. Brad's not here. That's my normal line after he introduces me. It's okay. So, uh, obviously no Brad tonight. He had to work late in the J-Ville. Long hours. So it's just myself, Joey Edge, and you, Christopher Martinez. You nailed it. And we are front porch sitting. How about that? Nice. That was smooth. Thank you. I tried. Yeah. I, I really worked hard on that. I, I've been practicing in front of the mirror for hours, so I'm glad it went well. Not bad for winging it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's go ahead and get the sponsor out of the way and uh, make sure you guys go visit JW uh, Weaponry. Mm-hmm. Call them if you need them at 386-243-8587. You can also visit jwweaponry.com. Go by, get you uh, 5% off if you mention the front porch. We've yep. had a few people do that. So, um, I mean, even if you're from out of town, just you know, come in. Say, hey, they're, they're good people. For sure. I'm proud of you. You did that without the paper. Yeah, I don't really need. I I feel like after forty something episodes, <laughs> I, I really don't need the paper anymore. You got the number memorized. Yeah, well, that's well done. <laughs> Appreciate it. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm living it. Living it. One day late. Had some uh, complications came up yesterday, right on the front porch. Yeah, we had some some issues. Yeah, so we're sorry we're one day late, but it'll be worth the wait. Always is. Always is. Yeah. So like a little recap here. Um, we're obviously going to touch on the Kobe thing. I know it's you know a little bit further removed now. Um, but we haven't had the opportunity to address it yet. So we're going to touch on that next. Um, then what we got, Joey? Uh, we got to finish the, um, not finish, got to go for the next five in our uh, top 15 players of our lifetime. Right. Um, so we got 10 through six this week. And then we got a little new segment we're doing right now. This yeah. one, this one, this week, we're going to do quarterback university, QBU, right. baby. I got some heat coming for that. Yeah, you do. Part one of the of this series there. Um, then we'll go Super Bowl and then uh, finish up with some golf, right? I love golf. <laughs> Me too. You're welcome, Shane Pope. Yeah, for real. First things first. Let's go to Kobe, man. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, it's already been spoke upon. Is one of the most tragic things that I think I've ever experienced outside of my family or, or you know, immediate friends uh, someone that I didn't know. It's like literally one of the most, uh, like, just tragic things that I think I've ever experienced. Honestly, I I completely agree with that. You know, I, I've told people, and you know, I may sound bad or whatever, but just in general, death isn't something that like really affects me a whole lot. Like, I, I'm, of course, it's sad and it's it's you know all that, but like I, it's it's kind of a, I don't know. I just it doesn't really hit me on a on a I don't know. It, I, I'm just it's different. But for whatever reason, with Kobe. It, it hit me different. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was a different, especially for somebody I never, like you said, a close family, of course it's going to affect you. Yeah. But somebody you've never met or even somebody you don't know all that well. Right. Like it, it's just, it's different. But for Kobe, it was such a, I don't know, like an eye opening situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's like a ton of layers to it, right? Like there's so many, there's the, you losing one of the best basketball players to ever do it. There's that layer. Right. There's, losing an, an international icon there's that layer like there's i mean for you and me and and most of our listeners like a competitor like the, the fiercest competitor that i that i think i've ever seen you know, maybe aside from mj like as basketball player wise like losing that and then the parent side of it like he's a father um his daughter a 13 year old little girl lost her life too and then you know what eight other people nine other people or seven other people in that case Seven other, yeah. seven other people, like just it's just devastating. It, and it, two it, of those were children. Yeah, and it, yeah, that's the another layer of it. Like, it would be bad enough if just he passed away suddenly, but man, it's just uh, it shook me a little bit. Like I, I can't really relate to you as far as the the death thing is concerned, but I understand where you're coming from. It's a part of life. 
Um, right. That sounded very heartless and cold in my on it my did, part. But I know you don't mean that. No, I don't mean it that way at all. And I know it sounded that way. We probably <laughs> should edit that out, but it's already there. That's why we're. Ta- that's why I brought it back up. I want to give, you. You, give you another at bat. I, I really appreciate that because I struck out the first time. That's not at all what I meant. Like <laughs> I know what you mean because yeah. I know you, but most of our listeners know you too. But I get you. I understand. That's why I want to <laughs> let you <laughs> let you readdress that, bro. Um, but yeah, so like the Kobe thing, man. It's just. Um, I don't know. I was shook. I was, I was, I was like uh, in a weird mood on Sunday. I was still kind of in shock. I guess is probably the right word. Right. And then on Monday, like you know, all the tributes and the people speaking out, and then the you know videos and montages and everything is just it's like whoa. It was like a bombardment. I was, I mean, I was on my phone all day. I couldn't stop looking at it. And like, uh, it was Monday may have been worse than Sunday. Yeah, for me, I found out when I was at baseball practice Sunday, and I was like, eh, whatever, that's not real. And then, you know, I checked my phone real quick, and I saw Adam Schefter was the first person I saw that said, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, I can't believe this is real or whatever. And I was like, whoa, you know, Schefter says it, he's not going to spread something Mm -hmm. that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, dang, that's crazy. But, you know, I'm at practice, so I can't really focus on it a whole lot. So, you know, I get done, and then I get home Sunday night. And uh, kind of like you, I was like, you know, I was, I was in shock, but I couldn't stop. Like ESPN2 had a whole yeah. coverage on it, and I turned it there, and I couldn't stop. And yeah. then you see all these people, the outpouring of, of love for Kobe, and, like, it was just crazy. And then, like you said, Monday, I see my myself, I see 20 patients pretty much every day. Right. And every one of them that came in was like, man, are you okay today? And I'm like, I, I am. I don't, I just, it's a weird feeling. And then, you know, we, we have it on ESPN at work. And so it's, it's all on there. And they were like, oh yes, that, that, you know, that that's there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's what it is. I don't, it was just, it was a weird feeling for me. Yeah, for real. It was, it was a, uh, it was different. It was unlike any other, anything. I I didn't know the guy. I Obviously never met him. And, and like, so I guess we can go ahead and get into it. Like I never really cared for Kobe Bryant. I didn't like the Lakers. I respected his game. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I just, but I didn't like the Lakers, and he was a Laker. He is the Laker in my lifetime. I know people say Magic and Kareem, and, you know, there's others, there's tons, but for me, he was the Laker. Um, Right. So I just didn't really care for him. It wasn't like anything, no animosity. I just didn't do anything to me. I just didn't. Because he was a Laker. He was a Laker. Right. I didn't like the Lakers. I was, I mean, I liked the Heat and whatever, but, um, but as but as time went on and I was able to appreciate I was able to appreciate his greatness and and like for me it was the competitiveness that how dynamic and how like just tenacious man he was just ne- he was not going to be outworked right so I really grew to respect that I think part of what makes this so bad is or makes it worse another another layer if you will is I think he was settling into like stage two of his life right exactly. You know what I mean? Like he had, he said in numerous interviews, we've all seen him at this point, but like I knew when I retired from basketball, I had to channel my competitiveness, my energy into something else, or I was going to go crazy. And that was being a father. Right. And so I think he was settling into that like literally perfectly. You know, he was writing children's books. He had the academy and was doing so much for women's basketball, you know, in part too because of his daughter. But I mean, he was settling into stage two. And right. then it's just cut short. Like, how much great stuff was Kobe going to do that he's not going to be able to do? So, yeah. I think that was another layer, maybe the worst one. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's that's. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, the crazy thing about stage two was how good stage one was. Yeah. And I think he was going to be better in stage two. Yeah, I think so too. And that's the that's. I think that's kind of the worst part of it. Yeah. Um, and then you know. 
just everything about the whole situation, leaving behind, you know, three other girls mm-hmm. and then the wife and, you know, then the, the, the people, the other people in the crash, you know, that, like I said, there's two other children and then, you know, their parents and I don't know, man, it was just, it was very, I don't know, heartbreaking, I yeah. guess is the, this, the best way to say it. I, it, it, it destroyed the nation, really. Yeah, it's just tragic it's, uh, in every sense of the word. You know, I think one thing that was, you know, Kobe wasn't perfect, obviously, right? Like, we know that. Right. I Kobe. think that that made, for me, not relate to him, but, like, I can appreciate him. You know what I mean? Perfect, like, yes. most people, because he's human. Like, we're not perfect. If you pretend to be perfect and you throw stones and you live in a glass house and we all do, shame on you. You know what I mean? I know it's easy right. to fall into that judgment zone, but, like, I think one thing he said was, you know, I wasn't there in Colorado. I have no idea. Nobody was, Right. I know we found innocent, though. I know that. Right. Right. Or there was no trial. He wasn't found guilty. So right. because the lady wouldn't testify, and then she, there was other situations that involved her, you know, with with other mm-hmm. DNA in her area and stuff like that. So right. So like, you know, th- but the point is, like, he didn't. That didn't beat him. He said numerous times, like, your legacy is how people remember you. And I think he did. Whether he should have had to clean it up or not, his legacy. He was able to with like stage two. Like, I mean. Or, or phase two of his life, at least in my opinion. And some people may feel differently, and that's fine. You're entitled to that. But for me, I just, um, I just, I, he is, he was so resilient on the court as well as off the court. Just right. kept his head down and kept working. Right. I don't know. I just, um, I don't know, man. It's it, a tough one. It seemed like every time something came at him in a negative way, he bounced back even harder and yeah. better in a, in a positive way. Like that situation right there, like it, it could have detoured a lot of things. Thankfully for him, Vanessa stuck by his side and said, okay, yep. obviously you made a mistake. Let's try to fix it. Right. To our knowledge, he didn't make any more of those mistakes. Yeah. Um, the the air ball game against Utah. Yep. And then, you know, what does he do? He works a little bit harder, a lot harder, and then comes back and he's, you know, one of the better players of our lifetime. Yeah. Maybe the best of, of your lifetime. Because I know Jordan was. Yeah. I mean, it's in the, the conversation. Part, but, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So. But. Man, just just to hear everybody talking about him and, and to see all the stories that people talk about as far as, you know, the PR and, and not wanting that, like going to yeah. visit kids in the hospital and, and his rule was there, there can be no publicity, no media. I don't want anybody to know I'm here. Just yeah. I, almost like he's doing it out of the, just because he enjoys doing it. He's genuine. He's genuine. You know? Right. Well, we talked about, so like last night we tried to record some audio stuff messed up um, and we weren't able to. And anyways, we ended up sitting around. I wish we could have recorded the conversation we had last night. Because it was great. It was really good. There yeah. was like, uh, I guess, four or five of us in here and we were just all kind of bouncing off ideas off of each other. But like one of the stories, kind of what Joey just said was um, a kid was real sick in Arizona. So the doctor reached out to Kobe. They had a game in Arizona, I believe, or something right, like that. Right, game in Phoenix. Phoenix. Like a week later or something. Yeah, and they were like, hey, can can you send something? Like, autograph something. He's your biggest fan kind of thing. And then I guess, like, a, they get a call back and um, <laughs> by Kobe's people. And was like, yeah, we'll be there. Like, we're going to come physically there. But there's one rule. There must be no press. There must be no, like, uh, the social media wasn't as big then, but there there's no post about it. Like, I, he, we're going to sneak him in through, like, a back corridor. Right. Um. And and that's exactly what he did. He went there, and no one knew about it until like right now, right? Which is crazy. So you just wonder how many more times that's happened. That you know, it's just unreal, man. It's just, um, yeah, it sucks. You, it, you know, it, we're so guilty of it in life is not appreciating things till they're gone. Yep. Not just people, but things, and then you know, relationships or whatever the case may be. Um, 
it sucks. It's eye opening in the sense that it makes you be more aware of that type of like situation to appreciate greatness when it's around, whether it be a human, a person, uh, a chapter of your life, your whatever your career, whatever the case may be, to enjoy each moment. So I thought that was um, it sucked, of course, but it was crazy how relevant Kobe made that exactly like, his death. No, yeah, brought, I agree. It, that brought to that everyone like the forefront of our thoughts is like, oh man, tell somebody you love them. You right. know what I mean? So I don't know, man. It was uh, tragic for sure. I hate, I hate it, hate it, hate it. And I don't know that I don't know that that goes away. I'm I'm with you. I don't think it does, and I still feel really bad about saying that death doesn't affect me. No, we knew what you meant, though. I knew what you meant, and you I mean, I hope people know what I meant. But you cleared that, it up, man. You're I good. know, but that's, that sounded so bad. It sounds awful. No, it it did. That's why we came back to it. That's what this is about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to edit that out. I'm we, not going to because I'm not good enough at this. Well, now you've said it three times. So you'd have to edit it three different places. It's gonna yeah, be, I don't have it's that gonna be out. in there. Anyways, so Brad, yeah, our producer, biggest who, Kobe fan I know, biggest Kobe fan we know, oh, easily. People were checking in on Brad for a hot minute, right? It was uh, it was pretty bad, um, but he wanted to make sure that we told his favorite Kobe story of his lifetime, which was uh, in the 2008 Beijing Olympics, which by the way was where Kobe kind of became a world phenomenon. Like he he branded himself worldwide. Correct. Um, you know, Beijing, Yao Ming was there. Kobe yep. was the star. Kobe. Like every, everybody, yeah. the Chinese people, everybody was following Kobe. It was crazy. Cool, cool little moment there. Um, but anyways, they're playing Spain in the gold medal game. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Chris Paul and was it D-Wade? Maybe? D-Wade. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Kobe's trying to... He's being passive. Being passive. Being... He's, being uh, Olympic basketball Kobe. Yeah, because he's freaking, he knows the guys beside him can play. They can handle it. Right. So he's playing mad defense and just kind of facilitating. Yeah, you know distributing what I mean? the ball, of course. So I guess during one of the timeouts, uh, D Wade and Chris Paul said, Hey, uh, I think gonna... it got kind of tight, right? Right. It was a little tight. And D Wade and Chris Paul said, Hey, we're going to need you to uh, unleash that mama mentality real quick. And he was like, What do you mean? And they were like, uh, Take the game over. Yeah. And he said, Okay. <laughs> and then he scored or assisted on every single point for the rest of the game. A hundred percent. Crazy. In the Olympics. Dude. He better get... than the all-star game. Crazy. Like the team he was on was better than either all-star team. Right. It was, they were compiled. And playing against one. the Spain all-star team basically. Yeah. Which was good. <laughs> they were really good. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. What's, um, your, what's your favorite uh, Kobe story? We got you know, a couple more minutes on Kobe and then we're done with it. But yeah, for me, um, for me, the like the single most like moment that sticks out of my head when I think about Kobe Bryant, and it's a different one. Like it may not be one that many people remember or thought about, but once I tell you, you'll remember it. Um, was whenever Matt Barnes is inbounding the ball and Kobe is defending the inbound, <laughs> and I guess those two have kind of been going at it. Um, Matt Barnes, he like pump fakes the ball as like hard as he can, like he's fixing to throw it right in Kobe's face, and he doesn't flinch. Doesn't blink, doesn't <laughs> flinch. No, nothing. Mouth doesn't open. Like nothing happens. And like literally, that's when I knew I was like, okay, yeah, he's an assassin. Like he's a cold blooded killer. Like he is different. Different. Yes, I don't care exactly. how much of a badass you are, how tough you are, how many asses you've whooped in your life. If someone throws something at your face or is it looks like they're about to throw it at your face, you're gonna flinch a bit. Right, you might be upset about it and then handle your business after, but you're, the natural reaction that every, every human has is to flinch a touch. Not he Kobe did not flinch. 
Now it's like, oh my god, he's just different, right? Like, bro, you're wired different than everyone else. I agree. So like, that's one. I know it's not a basketball moment, it's not a dunk or anything like that, or a shot or a buzzer beater. But in that moment, other people can dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. Other people can hit a game winner. Other people can take over ball games. In my, to my knowledge, nobody else <laughs> can do that. I've never seen anybody else. No, do it. me either. Maybe they can, but I haven't seen it. Freaking show me. Uh, yeah. Cold-blooded, man. At that point, I was like, okay, yeah, he is different. I'm with you. So my favorite, uh, I guess, story about him, Jay Williams was talking about it on ESPN after it happened. I love it. And he, uh, he was, you know, Jay Williams also had a struggle where he had a motorcycle accident, almost lost his life. Mm-hmm. The doctors told him he'd never play basketball again. Ended up coming back, playing. I think he only played one year in the NBA, but he said they were uh, his team was going to L.A. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, of course, Kobe, Shaq. He wanted to make an impression, so he's like, I'm going to get to the gym really early. Mm-hmm. So he gets to the gym, laces up his shoes. He starts, you know, doing some stuff. And he's, when I was lacing up my shoes, I looked at the other side of the to the <laughs> other side of the uh, court. I hear a ball bouncing. I'm like, why is Kobe in here? He said, Kobe's in here doing game moves, like full-on game moves, working. Yeah, not a shoot-around. Not a shoot-around. Jay Williams said, I, you know, I went in there for about an hour and a half and did my thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started unlacing my shoes. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I've gotten a good workout in. He said, I looked down there. Ball still bouncing. Kobe's still putting up game moves. He's like, man, this guy's crazy. He's like, there's no way he can he can you know keep this up and then score and play tonight. Like, yeah. he's gonna be dead tonight. This is, this is gonna be great. So then he goes and he says, uh, you know, of course Kobe drops forty on him that day, <laughs> and uh, goes after the game. He's like, I didn't want to be a fanboy or anything like that, but I have to. You know, I gotta ask. He says, so you know, he went to Kobe and asked him, you know, what was his uh, what was his driving factor of being able to to last that long in a shoot around yeah and then you know still drop 40 and he said he looked me dead in my eyes and said i just wanted you to know when you walked in that door i wanted you to know that nobody was ever going to outwork me yeah and so when you came in it was my goal to stay here longer than you yeah he's i saw you come in the gym yeah (laughs) that was my motivation (laughs) yeah crazy just gonna let you know that you're never gonna outwork me good stuff man. crazy man that's just the type of guy he was it's it's unreal man so there's no real smooth transition there. Um, rest in peace, Kobe, man. It's uh, We did not intend to do 18 minutes, but I guess that's kind of just... Uh, the um, legacy that he left, I think. Seriously. Yeah. I, he, I think I think uh, he deserves that time. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our um, next uh, next guys on our top 15 all-time, or at least in our, uh, our time, right? Right. So we'll just pick right up where we left off at number 10. Uh, Ndamukong Sue. Yeah, he was uh he was one of my first additions on this thing because yeah. uh, listen, when you're a defensive tackle and you finish second in the Heisman, people don't remember I did not I did not rec- like realize that. Yeah. He, he might have been third. He was a Heisman finalist. Oh, he it was definitely top 3. 100% it was top 3. Still though, I mean freaking a D listen, lineman, interior he, D lineman, not an edge player. Right. He wrecked game plans. He was the mo- he was probably the most dominant defensive player that I've seen in my lifetime serious talk. Which oh, is probably wow. why he's the highest potential maybe defensive player on the list (laughs) but i'm telling you as far as me personally (laughs) i I don't remember seeing another player wreck games like he did he was buried in the bad big 10 at nebraska he was was in the big 12 at the time big 12 okay yeah yeah. but like uh, that's only that's the only knock i have not knock but the reason he may not be higher or recognized more as a collegiate player is because of where he played Possibly, but I, like I said, I, I just remember it was a game against Texas, um, and, and I think Texas ended up winning the game like nine to six or something like yeah. that. 
but it was because Nebraska turned it over like 17 times. And yeah. I mean, Sue gave him every single chance to win the game, and he they just couldn't couldn't get it done. But it was it was fascinating. To see. He was a dominant force, though. Super I went back and, I went back and checked him out, and I was like, damn, yeah. he really just he controlled the football game. Yes, you're not from running. the interior defensive yeah, line. Yeah, like B gap to B gap, you were not running. It was, he was a freak. Yeah, he was a monster. All right, number nine. Speaking of freak. Probably my favorite player of all time. Oh, what could have been. Probably my favorite player of all time. Oh, what could have been. Randy Moss. Mm. Can I just tell you his numbers? Can in, I, before, in you do that, before you do that, can I let you know that he was a Seminole? He was a Seminole. And we kicked him off the team for like the smallest amount of marijuana. Ugh. Him and Peter Wart would have been playing football together. And Lavernius Coles. And Lavernius Coles. Mm. And Ron Dugans. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. And Jason Floyd. Uh, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> Anyways, um, Randy Moss, one season at Marshall. <laughs> How many games? <laughs> With a stud at quarterback, by the way. He had he had uh, Eric Cresser at quarterback, who was a former Gator. Uh, so he played 13 games, <laughs> 96 receptions, 1,820 yards, 19 yards a catch, 26 touchdowns. How many games? 13. <laughs> 26 it's two a game it's two a game oh my god dude he was, was a monster though. he was such a freak yeah he, and it didn't it didn't stop in the when he got to the nfl no he was a freak show i said bad word a freak show at <laughs> in minnesota yeah crazy i mean his first year in the league i think he had like 1600 yards as a rookie how tall is he six four six four it was like a 40 plus vert yeah Forty plus first, and he ran, and he ran like a four three. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Just unguardable. He's just unguardable. Throw it up. Yeah, I mean, a, he, Most. You most. got Most. Yeah, yeah. Good God. Yeah, Good he's kill. a freak. Should have been a Seminole. Just a little bit of uh, marijuana. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> hey, really, it isn't now. No, it definitely isn't. It, now. it really he, wasn't then. But he had already been in so much trouble. Yeah, he previously. Had a, I wish I would have let it go. Yeah. So number seven, uh, number eight, number eight. Sorry, number eight. Uh, yeah. Again, one of my personal favorites. Probably not so much you, but my one of my personal pa- favorites, uh, Percy Harvin. I mean, he's not my favorite, but I respect his game. Yeah, he was fun to watch in college. He was electric, man. He really was, and he didn't get the ball. You know, like Randy Moss got ninety six catches. He never got that many targets to get that many catches. But yeah. when he had the ball in his hands, it was go time, and he could he could affect the game in so many different ways. He I mean, he was the he was the I'm not gonna say the the battery of that 08 team, but no, he was definitely one of them. Yeah, um, I, as a defensive coordinator, when like when they say oh, this guy will cause you to lose sleep, he's that guy, right? Like he's the type of player that will cause you to be like, okay, we have got to find a way to stop him. I understand they have Tebow and then a handful of other guys because that team was loaded, but we we have got to ensure that freaking Percy Harvin does not beat us. It didn't matter. No, yeah, it was a lot easier said than done. Cause yeah, you he, can't. he, like I said, he could just beat you in so many ways. He'd punt return, kick return, wide receiver, jet sweep, line up in the backfield, line up a quarterback. I mean, well, the thing was, every time he touched the ball, he legitimately could go the distance. Yeah, every he time was, he was good, man. He was a really, really, really good player. Yep, he liked marijuana too. Uh, he liked a lot of things that wasn't good for him. Yeah, well, he was a hell of a football player. He was. I agree. Um, I'm up. Yep, number seven. So, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, obviously everyone knows who he is, but Clemson's quarterback, um, national champion, um, really good, really good um, numbers, right? 
his college career was insane. Crazy. Like he had back to back five thousand yard total yard seasons That's between cool. throwing and rushing. Crazy. Crazy. It's like how the heck did he not win the Heisman? Who won it that year? Like I have no idea, but he had over fifty touchdowns both of those years too. Um, his sophomore um, and junior year were um, insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, a really good player. It's translated to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they didn't think it, that style would he would be able to play. He wasn't a good enough passer, they said. He wasn't quite mobile enough or whatever. But, I mean, they took Mitchell Trubisky over him. <laughs> I mean, really, though. And, 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 they took him over Lamar, too. But, you know. Yeah. There, no, was, there was a lot of guys that year that yeah. probably should have went a little higher than they did. And maybe a couple that should have went a little lower than they did. Yeah, could be. But, no, I mean, he's... National champion. They beat they beat the breaks off Alabama, or that was Trevor Lawrence that did that. Yeah, it was but Trevor they Lawrence. but they beat Bama. Um, so yeah, Renfro Renfro on the late touchdown, a little pick, play. and they got beat uh, the year before. It was like forty five forty or something like that. Close game. Yeah, it was a pretty close game the year before that. His uh, sophomore year, his junior year is when they won the title, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Like I said, his numbers. I I was a skeptic because he was kind of a. a a one read guy mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. and that one read was always open because I don't know if you've ever seen the guys that he threw to, but um, a lot of those guys are playing in the league now. Yeah, unfortunately, too well. Uh, yeah, um, too well. But you know, he's he's been he's been a a very good quarterback in the league too. So good dude too. Yeah, like from real all good accounts, dude. like from all accounts, just a real good person. Super super good dude. From from like you said, from everybody that's ever encountered him, everybody says he's just a genuinely good human being. Yeah, that matters. I agree. Um, and I think I think and we'll move on, but I think he uh, has a huge role in where Clemson is right now. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when he came in as a freshman, they he, they played him later in the year, and like I remember they, his first action, I believe, was against Florida State. Mm-hmm. And had they put him in earlier, they probably win the football game. But I remember at that point, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. This guy's gonna be pretty good for a few years for sure. So yeah. he was he was really integral in. Uh, played a huge role in bringing them back to or putting them not necessarily back but putting them where they are right now right because they, i mean they were they were they were really good at that time yeah they were and then yeah he kind of took them to that next level and that's where they're at right now is staying <sighs> at that next level so. still yeah damn it <laughs> um the next one the last one for this evening will be the Jameis winston your boy yeah it puts a smile on my face tell, um, me, tell me why we got him at six he's a national champion and a Heisman Trophy winner, okay. they won the um, the last ever BCS championship. Florida State won in 2013, led by Jameis Winston, who was a redshirt freshman at the time. Um, yeah, I think he had 40 touchdowns, over 4,000 yards passing. This is a freak, man. He made every throw. Like what you were talking about with Deshaun Watson as being like a one read guy, Winston was most certainly not that. Jimbo's offense had option routes uh, from progression one, two, and three. And James had great players around him, obviously. But he was able to find the right guy was always open. He threw them open if they weren't. He risked. He 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 made some pretty risky throws, but he was able to connect on them in in college. Right. Right. He he still makes those same throws right now. Not always able to connect. No, because he's in the thirty thirty club. Right. <laughs> That's a big number. The only member of the thirty thirty club with five thousand yards passing. But no, I mean, as far as like a co- like college player, obviously I'm a Seminole fan. I'm a huge Jameis Winston fan. But you didn't fight me very much on this one can't. to have him in you know in this range. He yeah, was, uh, you know, I don't want to say generational talent, but he. I hate when people say generational talent. But he was a really good player. Like I guess if he's on our generation list, he's probably a generational talent. The thing about Jameis in college, and I hated him because of course he played at Florida State, but 
he 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 always found a way to get the job done even if it wasn't always pretty wasn't mm-hmm. always flashy wasn't always whatever job always got done yeah um how many games did he lose in college one uh, one yeah one game he lost in college one against Oregon yeah in the playoffs and it wasn't it, that was an ugly performance but really bad but one game in two years that he lost so yeah one game I mean you, you, it's hard to argue against that and like you said a national title and a Heisman Trophy he also was a two-sport athlete played right yeah. field for the baseball team was the closer yeah I mean so yeah no he, he belongs there at uh at the number for me yeah so next week we round it out we go five through one top five top five and then uh yeah give us some feedback yeah tell you now, you now got uh what six through 15 we got yep six through 15 is on the in the book so we got one through five left so let us know what you think so far yeah let us know all right speaking of quarterbacks we're getting into our uh our new segment <laughs> of blah 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 university yep and this week it just happens to be quarterback university which we just covered uh two quarterbacks back to back in the uh top 10 yeah so uh, I guess I can throw it to you first and let you let you go. Ooh, you want me to go first? I mean, I can. Or I can go first. It doesn't matter. You tell me. Well, you're going with the top of the list. So I mean, I'll let you go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. I uh, This was pretty hard for me, actually. Yeah, I, yes, been, it was. I've been trying to decide for <laughs> at least a week if I was going Oklahoma or USC. <laughs> and uh, Felt like it. Yeah. I really have since last whatever Wednesday, a week and a day, week and a day, and I didn't stop. We just paused a second ago, and I still looking. I just I can't decide, but uh, I think I got to go USC. I think that's the, I think QBU is probably USC, Ugh. maybe. Okay. Why? But I mean, <clears throat> okay, so it started with Matt Liner. Matt Liner was really, really, really good. Yeah, you, yeah, you're rolling your eyes a little bit right now, but that dude I was, mean, that dude was really good. Maybe subtract, yeah, really good. I'm okay with that, but he- not four release. He was a Heisman winner and a national title. Okay, yeah, that's winner. a good measuring stick. I feel strongly about that. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. So I figured <laughs> you'd probably like that. Okay, yeah, Carson he a, Palmer he had a noodle for an arm, uh, not Palmer liner. Yeah, well, Palmer also was a Heisman winner, not a national title winner, but a Heisman winner. Didn't win very many games, but okay, yes, Heisman Trophy winner. He performed well. I'll buy that. Okay, Mark Sanchez. I listen. I know he gets a bad rap for the the butt fumble, but that he was a pretty good quarterback in college. He was a pretty he was a serviceable quarterback in college. But I just can't get past the butt fumble, man. Like, how can that guy's whole entire football career be summed up in one play? He ran into the back of someone's ass and fumbled the football for a touchdown. I can't get over it. I just I'll never I cannot look past that. But I understand where you're coming from, though. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, it's hard. That's I get so it. So funny. Matt Barkley was a good quarterback. Good quarterback in college. Still in the NFL now. Uh, oh Rob Johnson played ten years in the NFL. We can go all the way back to Matt Castle, who didn't really play in college. So I can't really count him, but <laughs> he got a big contract in the NFL. Uh, who was the? Who was the? Oh, Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete was the runner up for the Heisman, like in '91 or something. Yeah, I was two. Huh? I was two years old. In '91? Yeah. Oh. Well, it still happened. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm all right with that. I mean, I'm, he was a good player in the NFL too. Okay, that's the first time I've ever heard of him. Really? Yeah, maybe not I'm, good. I'm older than you. No, um, but I'm not by that much. Like I should probably have heard of him. Yeah, maybe, but he was all right. Okay, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He played with Barry. Sure. Um. Yeah. So that's you. 
Yeah, like I said, Oklahoma was close only because I mean back to back Heisman winners, San Bradford, back to back number one overall picks. Yeah, that's why back to back Heisman winners, back to back number one overall picks. You had Sam Bradford, who was a number one overall pick and a Heisman winner. Jason White was a Heisman winner. They'll have another first rounder this year with Jalen Hurts. Nope. Yeah. No chance he goes first. Round. Okay. Zero chance. People always reach on quarterbacks. Should he? Should he go first round? No, but will he? Okay. We'll see. If he has an average combine, he'll go. Everyone reaches for quarterbacks. You know that. Fourth round. Fourth. Fourth. Okay. We'll we'll do an over under here, and then we'll make a bet off the air. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Quarterback you. Uh, for me, it's Florida State. I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out. Like, just hear me out. Before you turn the podcast off, before you pause it and throw shit, Shane, <laughs> before you text me and tell me I've lost my mind, hear me out. I'm just going to let you listen. I'm just going to let you talk. I'm going to sit back for a minute. Yeah, I mean, I'm eventually going to want your opinion. But right now, yeah, sit back, relax, and uh, hear me out. With an unbiased mind. Florida State has... Charlie Ward. Really, really good football player. Sorry, I had to sit up for that one. Really good football player, right? National champion, Heisman Trophy winner. Also played like 10 years with the New York Knicks as a basketball player. Pretty good basketball player, too. I had him on a lot of fantasy teams in the (laughs) mid-90s. Right. Good player. Then they have Chris Winkie, who is like 40 years old. Doesn't matter. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. One of my least favorites. Heisman Trophy winner. No, no, no. I'm with you. National title winner. Just one of my least favorites. And I understand why. But still, again, two-sport athlete, big-time baseball player as well. Jameis Winston, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. We have him at number six on our all-time list. Right. Right? Can't argue that one. And then, so you have three national champions, three Heisman Trophy winners, and then you also have two first-rounders in – this is where it gets a little bit crazy, but still, stay with me here. But you get – (laughs) <laughs> Leonard Manuel. Oh, no, Leonard Manuel. That's the no, guy that's not going to Florida anymore. <laughs> and we were talking about that. Sneak that in there, huh? Yeah, my bad. EJ Manuel, first-round draft pick. And then um, Christian Ponder, also first-round draft pick. Whether or not they should have gone first round. EJ Manuel just got out of the league. Been around for He hung around for a little while. He did. Um, Ponder was average, decent, okay. Started some games, though. Yeah. Several. He was, a, he was the franchise quarterback for Minnesota for a while. They weren't great during that time, but <laughs> my point being, two first-rounders at number four and five. So, I mean, I'm obviously, for me, I think number two in my eyes was Oklahoma, just with, like, the recency of the right. greatness, if you will. But, like, I don't know. I just, I'm a Seminole fan, so I thought it was, initially when we, we said we were going to do this segment, I didn't even think about Florida State. But when I started actually like looking at the, the different, like list and then people saying who who other people had in their top five of quarterback you and I was like no hell no I can make a better argument for Florida State than they can for that yeah I know ESPN put out a list I think Oregon was number three yeah re- like awful who was their best quarterback Mariota, Mariota. and then who uh it was uh Herbert okay and, and Joey then, Harrington yeah, I mean Joey Harrington was a really good player in college okay and that's fine but Sit down. But, yeah, come on. No, they can't be there. And then uh, I think they had Texas at four. Yeah, I can appreciate that a little bit, though, with Vince and Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy was really good. He, he was, was super underrated. He, yeah, he was. He was super underrated. But, I mean, like, still, and Vince, that's two. Vince, is, that's two yeah, Vince Young was. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this. Vince Young is not in our top 15, no, but he was. Close. If we had 20, he would have been there for sure. Right. So, then, in that case, like, I know we're not making this debate, but, like, if you go resume to resume and you say, 
Vince Young, Jameis Winston. I mean, I'm, I'm taking Jameis Winston, and he made our list, and Vince Young didn't. So, Vince Young was close. But even if you, even if you call that a wash, then you go down to Colt McCoy. You have Charlie Ward. I'm, I'm taking Charlie Ward. You have Chris Winkie. That may be close. That's probably yeah. a better comparison. Right. But then you go to number three, and it's like Major Applewhite, Charlie Ward. Major Applewhite, Chris <laughs> Winkie. Like, stop. Yeah. The conversation ends there. <laughs> you know, so agreed. So that meant, and then, and then, like I said, you have two first rounders behind them at four and five. So, um, it was. I mean, I'll look. be a hundred percent honest. When you first said it, I was like, "Bro, this is as Homer as it gets." Homer as it gets. I, like I said, when and I then first, you, and then you stated your case, and it's. I'm, a, okay, I'm okay with that opinion. That's fine, and I'm, and, I, and that's fine. That's all I can ask for. But I mean. They deserve, in my opinion, they deserve to at least be in the conversation. And if you don't have them in there, that's fine too. But you're you're blind with some type of bias, in my opinion. That's three national champions, three Heisman Trophy winners in that same in the same season. Right. So like, in quarterback, in the reason, kind of how I measure quarterback, and I, I feel like I, I think how most people should measure quarterback. They touch the ball on every play. So if your team is not winning. That that's on you as the quarterback. You touch the ball as a pitcher. Pitcher has the most control over a baseball game defensively, um, over any other position player. Right. That's the quarterback to a, on a football team. Obviously, that's not rocket science. That's that doesn't take a brain. You know, that's obvious. J T. Right? Clark would say a catcher is more important, but that's okay. I and I would love that because I'm a, I was a catcher, so I, I'll buy that. But we we touch the ball every play too. Unless it gets hit, you debunked you debunked <laughs> my uh, my statement. But pitcher ultimately has more control over the, the game. The I game. So quarterbacks like Darnold, who didn't win very much at USC, then not as much as he should have. Right, but no, 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 you no, touch no, the ball every play. So that's why I think that's why I put so much weight. If you're going to weigh a, you know grade it on national champion, he won. A, James Winston lost one game. You know what I mean? Like. That's why when I started to look at these other names and these other potential programs that could be considered as QBU, I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm not buying not buying that. I, I'm a Seminole fan, and it's a real easy argument for me to say three national titles, three Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, there's no one, I, there's no other, nobody else that has that on these uh, the other programs. Right. The only thing that I can say is different for, for Florida State is you went from Charlie Ward, 93, uh, Chris Winkie, ninety nine, mm-hmm. and then and then after that, it, it became a little bit more consistent with Winston at thirteen, uh, Ponder or was it Ponder or Manuel next? Manuel and then Ponder, right? Yeah, yeah, Manuel and fourteen or fifteen, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, um, or they may have been before that. I can't. remember. Well, Ponder was before Winston, and I think so was EJ. Yeah, I think I think they were EJ both was like Winston. twelve. Yeah, Ponder was in ten. Yeah, that yeah that that makes more sense. So, but they're they're just so spread out. Whereas USC, you went from Liner to uh, Palmer, Palmer, or Palmer to Liner to Sanchez, Sanchez to you know, and then you just kept rolling that thing. Same with Oklahoma right now. Like you're you're back to back to back to back. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, recency is certainly there. Yeah. So, but I, I can, like I said, I can appreciate your your point. I'm not. I don't hate it as much now as I did when you first told me. Yeah. No, that's fair, and that's fine. That's what this is about. So let us know your QBU and why, though. I have to know why. Just don't say Miami or Florida without some type of, I want to know why. You know what I mean? We have intelligent people that listen. Their their whys make sense. Most most of the time. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know what else makes sense? Super Bowls being played. (laughs) 
damn, he didn't give me a heads up. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm used to Brad pointing. Damn it. He, nobody, well, I, was, I, I just pushed the button and started talking. Yeah, My fault. Well, just cracked a beer, whatever. It's okay. Truly doesn't really matter Truly that much. Truly does not matter. Anyways, Super Bowl playing being being played in Miami, Florida. Yep. Dude, have you been watching any of the coverage on that? You know what's crazy? I'm going to go back to Kobe for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been no, like, not no, but the the Super Bowl coverage this week has been so minimal because Kobe has been so maximal. I think I think that is true to an extent. I think it's more true because Fox has it. Like, I don't watch ESPN hardly at all anymore. I, only I try watch, not to, but I, it's on at work, so I, I have to. Yeah, I pretty much only watch, like, Fox Sports. Right. I really enjoy that network. It has really grown. They got good people on there. Well, that they, yeah, they, I mean, they did it to try to take over ESPN's role. They're doing it better than I think than they thought they were going to. Yeah. But anyways, Fox's coverage has been crazy. Like every every show has been live in Miami. Nice. No, it's 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 amazing. I I would like to go. It, I'm on my bucket list one. Like it will be to go like to that. Like it's such an event. It's like a, a spectacle. There's parties every night. Like you just know like. For me, when because I, I watch it on my lunch break, I don't. I'm not blessed to have a TV in my workplace where I can yeah, watch I mean, ESPN. I, I can't really watch it, watch it either. But but it's on. But I can glance and look by or look right. as I'm walking by. So I, you know, while I'm at home on my lunch, I'll, I'll watch like Colin Coward. The herd is always on, and then it goes right to an, another show. But both like sets are on the freaking beach, basically, right there in like in South Beach. Yeah, like, I've been to South Beach. It's in South Beach. So. You can just tell how much fun they're having. Like it's a really cool vibe. It's a really cool environment. So uh, maybe one day we'll be there. Maybe on hey, Radio Row. We might be having our show, right? Hell we yeah! So like a dream. Yeah. But um, dream, anyways, dreaming never hurt anybody. It's awesome. It's cool as hell. Like you just know, like uh, Calhoun was like, yeah, I had a beer last night, and then somebody was taking a shot with Emmett Smith, like in between shows, like an insider. It was just, it's just cool as hell. Like you can just know they're having a damn good time. Good stuff. On somebody else's dollar, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it makes it even better. Right. The drinks and food taste better at that point. Hey, John, are you listening? John, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl next year is in Tampa. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't afford to go, but. Listen, if you guys will uh, <laughs> call JW Weaponry at 386-243-8587, uh, we, we, need, we need to sell some more stuff. For sure, man. But. I think the Super Bowl is cool, like the vibe, the environment's cool. But they, it's uh, in my opinion, I think it's awesome because like the two best teams are in the Super Bowl. I think so too. Like that's who I want to see play. I agree with that. I, yeah. I do agree with that. I think uh, it, it should be a really fun game. I think yeah. the, the 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 matchups. Yeah. The the you know Kansas City's offense mm-hmm. versus San Francisco's defense. Um, San Francisco's run game versus. The, the D line and backers, the front seven mm-hmm. of the uh, the Chiefs, which is pretty good. Um, just the whole the whole ordeal, like what one team does well, the other team also does well. Like yeah. the matchup should be fun, and then of course the coaching matchup. Andy Reid has been around forever and ever, and he's I think he probably deserves this. He's been around long enough to where he needs this this title. Yeah. Um, and then of course you know Eric Bieniemy being the OC and not getting the head job anywhere and. You know that that fun little storyline that everybody likes to talk about. Yeah, uh, the narrative there. The narrative there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm excited. This is one of the first Super Bowls in a, in a little while that I'm like really truly 
pumped to watch the game. Same. And like for me, I think it has a lot to do with the coverage. I know you said like ESPN's not covering it, and I understand why. No, I do like, too. But Fox Sports, there, there's there's layers to why ESPN's not doing it. The Kobe stuff obviously is dominating the news, but it doesn't really benefit them to drive the ratings for Fox. Right. You know? So, of course. Um, but Fox's coverage has been great, in my opinion. I'll really, have to really start good. checking that out. No, seriously, you, you really need to because it's like you can just the energy is different. Yeah, like they know they're at the Super Bowl. I'll like, make I'll make the change at work tomorrow. They're at the I'll, mecca. I'll turn that thing to yeah. Fox Sports. Yeah, do it seriously. It's good. Um, but the the two teams, man, it's just uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about. I, I am like genuinely excited about Super Bowl. I wasn't last year with uh, the Patriots and the Rams. Right. I wasn't. I just I don't know. No, why. and it turned out to be a really big dud. Dud. It was the dud from the beginning. Yeah. No, the year before that was the Patriots and Falcons, which turned out to be a really, really good game, but it started really, really bad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm. I mean, where do you think? Let me ask you a question. Where do you think? Who's your Who's your winner? We don't need a score yet, but like, if you had to pick a winner right now, who's your winner? If I had to pick right now, I think I'm. I think I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay. What must Kansas City do? in order to win the football game? Like, what do they have to do? The key to the game, if you will. The key to the game... <laughs> That's tough. Because I don't know if... I don't even know if I want to go offense or defense. You want to go offense. I, I feel I feel like with Kansas City, you have to go offense. Well, that's what you pick, so... But I think the probably the key to winning is stopping the run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Well, and I must. think they can do that. I really do. And and, and I, I don't know that Garoppolo is quite ready to take that step to be a Super Bowl champion quarterback, whereas I do think Patrick Mahomes is ready to take that step. Okay, that's fair. Um, for me, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. Um, yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, genuine disagreement here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm taking 49ers. And... Um, it's going to be weird because I'm taking – I also like the over, but I do think because San Francisco's defense is the way it is, they'll be able to win the football game. Listen, I'm I'm old school. Run the football, mm-hmm. play good defense, and you will win championships. Right. So we'll find out if that old adage will actually hold true. Another game has changed, and it's changing more and more with the rules. Principles of football haven't changed. Right. The way the game is allowed to be played has changed. Of course. So, that's changing some of the stuff, but I still think, and I very well could be wrong, but I still think if you're able to run the football and then play good defense, and they can get after Mahomes with four, they so can. they can play different coverage. They can play. They can play coverage. They can give him different looks by being able to get after the quarterback with four. You really free yourself up to be, you know, a touch more exotic on the back end and show him something he hasn't seen. Um, He's good enough to exploit it. We know that, but you just ha- you just have to slow him down. That's you're not going to stop him. No, you, you can't. Ha- you have to slow him down, though. They have they have too many too many weapons and they on have offense. So much speed. Everywhere. Nothing scares the defense more than than the speed like that. Right. See, I mean, that's one guy misses a tackle and it's a touchdown. We're big running backs. I've always said this. I would much rather play a Derrick Henry, and I know it's crazy. I would much rather coach against. A Derrick Henry than like a Tyreek Hill. I can appreciate that. If I run to the football and my defense runs to the football, Derrick Henry, he's going to break tackles. I understand that. But his long speed is actually pretty good. But his agility. <laughs> but it's like, Derrick Henry's a bad example. Yeah. But his agility and quickness is, is not, it's right. not a Tyreek Hill. Like no, he's not yeah. going to make one guy miss in space and 
you run to the football. He's going to break tackles. You'll gang tackle. You'll have to, but you'll have that chance. With Tyreek Hill, you do not have the chance to gang tackle. Yeah. One guy misses, and there's no one else going to touch him. So that's what's scary. So I think, but with that being said, I think they'll be able to play like a soft shell, which they're going to run people off, open up intermediate routes. But by being able to get pressure with four, I think they'll be able to play like a three-man with like a four-man under. So four linebackers underneath the deep coverage, which will hopefully throw away, make him hold the football, which will allow the pressure to get there. So or dump it to Kelsey and he'll pick up eight to ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're good. They're they're they are in the Super Bowl for a reason. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I mean, if you if you're asking me what I think that they have to do, I think they have to get pressure with four and then be able to run the football. Right, I agree with both of those statements. So we just figure out who can do who can stop the other team from doing what they want to do. I, th- I think it's probably score time. Yeah, I agree. Tell me what you got. Um, so I know it's a defense wins championships, but I think if you hold, if you hold Kansas City to twenty eight, you win the football game. So I got it thirty one twenty eight, um, San Fran. That's pretty good. That, that's almost exactly what I was going to say, except the other way around. I, I got it thirty four twenty eight, Kansas City. Okay. We both like the over. Mm-hmm. So you I guys really, should, yeah, love the over at fifty one when it opened at fifty one. Right now, it didn't it, stay there, but for like seven seconds, literally. Got, yeah, it now got, it's fifty four and a half. It got banged all the way up to fifty four and a half. Listen, if me and Chris both like the over, you guys should probably go hammer the under. <laughs> Take the under immediately. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, it's gonna be a good game. Though. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I, Do you have any plans? No, I don't. We need to work on that, though. We won't say them on air, but we'll figure something out. Okay. Do you have any plans? Um, no, oh, I had a buddy. Shit. This had, is embarrassing. I had a buddy text me today <laughs> and asked me if I wanted to come to his house, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll make way swing by that way." Damn. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really know exactly what my plans. My plan originally was. Can just I be to, your plus one? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Yeah, you know the guy, so it's cool. All right. Um, but my plan originally was just to stay at home, cook some wings, and and enjoy the game with myself. So that's what I was gonna do. Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Grill, cook, hang out. Yeah, I mean, you have to grill. Yeah. It's a must. So we'll figure that out off air. Yeah, we'll do that. And yeah. Yeah. You know what we will talk about on air? Let's talk about it. A little bit of golf. Man, I love golf. Dude, it's almost golf like season. I think it's here. No, this is golf season. This is the uh, third or maybe even fourth tournament of the year. You know, me and me and my buddy Shane Pope, we do this one and done where you pick one golfer mm-hmm. each week. And uh, once you use that golfer, you can't use him anymore. For the re- like for the year. For the year. Oh wow. Yeah. So you, you pick one golfer each week and whatever money they make, like you get a, a you get that money mm-hmm. into your like your prize pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh so we we, we haven't uh, we did most one cut. Last last couple of years we've done really, really well as far as not missing very many cuts. because um, obviously when you miss a cut you don't get you don't get money. That's pretty good to the goal would be like obviously pick the winner, but to right. make sure the person makes a cut. Right. So the last couple of years, we've started off pretty strong and had some, you know, top 10, top 15s for like, you know, four or five straight weeks. So that gives you some uh, mm-hmm. some confidence. We've struggled a little bit this year. We've got like a 43rd, a 40th, like a 17th, and then a missed cut. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a little bit of a struggle for us. But we got uh, we got Hideki Matsuyama this week. He oh. plays pretty good at the waste management. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I this like, is yeah. I was gonna say the reason you wanted to talk golf, yeah, was simply because of the waste management out in Arizona. Yeah, it's crazy. So like, I didn't. I, I was, I you know, last year, uh, what was the guy's name with the girl? Um, damn it, I can't think of the name. Slipped my mind. We were just talking about it off the air. 
Um, but anyways, the 16th hole. Right. Right. Where it's like a it's like a party atmosphere. It is. It's crazy. They're like shotgun and beers up there and stuff. Yes. That's awesome. Right. Like Ricky Fowler. That's not who I was talking about, but or thinking about. But Ricky Fowler, before his tee shot, like went and adjusted the ball. No, it was Justin Thomas. But anyways, like he was telling the crowd, like before he hit, like a little bit louder. Like yeah, it, that's the polar opposite of traditional golf. Yeah, and I love it. I'm like, this is awesome. It is. It's fantastic. They've been doing this for a little while. The caddies have races down to the green. Really? You haven't seen that? No. Oh man, see, it's fantastic. Like it. like no, it you're more. gonna you're gonna love it. Um, it it's be, a good hole. It's, I'm, Gonna it's, be tuned in. It's definitely one of the players' favorite holes because of the different, like yeah. how different it is. Um, there's a guy that's actually huge in the the uh, daily fantasy community right now. His mm-hmm. name is Zach Sucher. Yep. Um, Such. Yeah. He uh, or maybe it's Sucher. I don't know. It's S U C H E R. Whatever mm-hmm. that is. I call him Sucher. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he uh, he tweeted out yesterday because he he said this has always been a goal of his. He's kind of a older you know back and forth on the tour kind of guy he said this has always been a goal of his to get into this tournament well he had to go to a monday qualifier won that got in the tournament he like tweets out how pumped he is he's like man this is gonna be great i'm gonna sit and hang out on 16 every minute that i'm not playing golf (laughs) yeah (laughs) so he was like you know you guys meet me there we'll do a meet and greet we'll drink some cold ones blah 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 and i was like man this guy's awesome let's go yeah so he's excited about it so that's gotta be a good thing woodland gary Gary Woodland. woodland yeah now you know what i'm talking about we had the uh the autistic or Down syndrome, the the girl or not right that, that went last the whole with him last year right right so like that's whenever my attention got drawn on it and I was like this is the coolest thing ever yeah it's awesome it that really was a is. really cool moment and it's cool that they still have like a relationship um the the waste management tour donated twenty five thousand dollars to her charity like the I can do this charity because you know she said oh, I got this right when she made she sunk the twenty footer right unbelievable. I can't make a twenty footer. I'll three putt it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like especially on those greens. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. she made it. But I mean, I, that's whenever th- this tournament got my attention. I was like, man, this is a cool tournament. This this tournament is definitely one of the uh, one of the cooler ones. Kind of different. Um, the cool, like the coolest non traditional, maybe, or one of the coolest non traditional. Like obviously the Masters and like of TPC, course. like those uh, those are the mecca. But this is like one of the cooler ones, especially for the purse not being like upper echelon. You know what I mean? Like you know, you get the the World Golf Tour or World Golf Championships events, the w, WGC events. Like those events are they're worth a lot of money. The, yeah. the majors, TPC, they're right. worth so much money. But this is one of the events that's not worth that much money. That still a lot of the big guys play in because it's just a fun event. Yeah, seven point three million is the purse. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty pretty standard. Yeah, it's not that much for these guys. Yeah, I mean it's a lot, but that's not the winner though. I mean obviously our listeners know the winner's not getting seven point. No, no, no. That's the that's total prize money. Prize money. For everyone that places after the cut, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah I'm no, excited, this is, man. This I, is one of the cooler ones. I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, I'm about to tune in. <laughs> Seriously, just I'd cheer for Hideki for me. We need a win. Okay, I can do that. He's not American, but you no, know. nah, but he's one that he was. He's won at this event before. He he usually plays pretty well here. So need yeah. you need you to help me with that one. I can do that. I can, All uh, listeners, I can just do that. Pay attention. Cheer a little bit for Hideki. You know, yeah. need a winner. Whatever, man. All right, sitters. That's going to be it for the evening. This has been not Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are front porch sitting. See you next time, sitters.